0: Hi there, this is Bradley Mogumura. Thanks for joining this week's installment of Musing with Magoons. I've got some nuggets, laughs and interesting questions coming up. Enjoy. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. A statement from one of my all-time favorite movie characters since I was a kid. Statement by The Joker. The Joker's a very complex character, and this iconic statement is also complex in how it was delivered. It's known by any comic fan who's with the assault, and I'm sure many people have heard it said in one form or another. The thing about the statement, though, is that everything about the statement and its delivery is anything but a joke. This question was not asked in a joking or amusing way. It was done so directly and tragically. Cruelly so, might I add. Because each time the joker would use the statement, it would be in a situation where something very tragic was about to happen. Maybe it's a hostage situation and people are afraid of what this madman is going to do. Unfortunately. parts of the statement and its delivery. Reminds me a lot of. Many Christian lives. How so might you ask. You see the thing is. We. We as Christians. Have the good news. And the gospel. That is supposed to save the world. And make the world a better place. But we appear more miserable. Than the world we are sharing this gospel to. It's almost as if we are sorry to actually share this word. Apologetic in sharing the word. And it's as if we've been forced into this life. And it doesn't make sense. It's not balancing. When people look at our lives. And they look at our general demeanor. And we look more miserable than the people we're telling that there's a better way of life and there's more to life than this. To that I would like to say, especially to my Christian brothers and sisters, your life is a bigger sermon than your words will ever be. So you can't be preaching the good news and living a life where your perspective and outlook on life is not matching this good news. Stop making your life look and seem miserable as a Christian. I'm not saying that when you're a believer, you'll have an easy life where everything's just going to go well. Rather, it's actually the opposite. Because Jesus, the Jesus that we follow, died on the cross and says that we should be ready to take up our own crosses if we were to follow him. The world hated him. And if we do this Christian thing right, I'm sure the world will also hate us. Hence Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Think about how deep that statement is. It's a crazy statement, using the world's standards. Because it can only make sense and is only logical if you and I as Christians have already died to self. Our lifestyle and faith will be called delusional once this happens. But in this case, delusional, in quotations, is a superpower. Okay, let me not get ahead of myself and pivot from the topic of the day. I want to keep today's episode light-hearted, as light-hearted as possible, and not get too deep. But in the name of keeping things authentic... I'll have to share my thoughts a bit more and then get into what I want to get into in the context of today's chat. So if we open Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23, it says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. You see, the problems we have in life, all our problems, are a result of sin. That's the root cause for any and everything that goes on in this world. The general description of our society is actually the exact opposite of the verses I read. When we talk about love, people don't have any love in them. Especially for other people. You'll be lucky to find people who truly love themselves authentically. We live in a world that is focused on I and self. Our focus is always on me. What can I get out of a situation? What's good for me? And to a certain extent we have taken issues and psychologically good things statements that are supposed to help us and we flip them in such a way that we've gone on such an extreme regarding ourselves that all this is now negative so for example where we've got a chat where we talk about pouring from an empty cup obviously no one should be pouring from an empty cup but I feel that uh, our problem now is we've made this cup so big to the point where filling this cup never actually then happens. So we never, we're never in a position to pour and help and love others. The focus is always on let things get well and let things work well for me. It reminds me of a sermon I was listening to the Sabbath where the the preacher talked about how um, most of the time we are waiting for God to come through for us and for God to do so many wonderful things in our lives. But the thing is, when we get to the point where the cup, well, the cup becomes full, it's a case of. Oh Lord, um, actually these things aren't for us. These things are for me. But initially, we go to God with intentions and we're praying and we're like, Lord, we want to do so many things for you. We want to help other people and everything. But when the blessings actually come through, we end up keeping it all to ourselves. But anyway, I digress. So in this world, we live in where we live for self, and we've basically idolized ourselves knowingly or unknowingly, we see that people are also sad and angry. The joy, in terms of how the verse talks about joy, is rare to find. We've got fleeting moments of joy, and we've got artificial ways of getting this joy and stuff. And what usually then happens with these artificial ways of doing it, is that, They're actually detrimental to us. They're the opposite of how it's supposed to happen if it was good for us. Go on social media. Watch the news. Just take a walk and talk to a stranger. And you'll find out that people are sad and angry. And I don't want to be focusing on the negatives and all but um, psychology actually says that our brains tend to focus on negatives in order for us to avoid reliving these experiences in the future so that said, let me actually not even get into more of this verse because we know that faithfulness, Mjolo's the pandemic there's no faithfulness right now in this world peace, patience, kindness, goodness and all those other things, it's it's the stuff of fantasy when we are talking to each other and relating to each other. But you know what? Um, The good news is that Christ loves us and he died for us. He even says in John 10 verse 10, I came that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly. That's not to say that an abundant life is a smooth life without any trouble. It's a life that's going to be the whole spectrum. You're going to feel it all. But the difference now is that... The difference and most important part is that there's benefits to doing this life thing with God and in His hands. And this benefit you can't get from anywhere else. And that benefit is that there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Divine providence... And miracles will be the day-to-day thing in your life. Most importantly, all things will work for good for you. Because the Bible verse says, All things work for good for those that love the Lord. Even the most painful and horrid situations, it will all end up going in your favor. The retrenchment, your ex breaking up with you, um... Whatever, whatever you may think about, death, theft, everything will, at the end of the day, all work for your favor. And what I want us to do this week is just take time to think about this and be happy, be jovial, smile, laugh, enjoy yourself. It's not what happens to you that matters. Your biggest power is actually in how you react to whatever you're going through and what you choose to focus on. No one can take that away from you. And going further, just smile. That's what today's episode is all about. Just smile and be happy. Wake up tomorrow morning and choose to be happy. Choose To make someone else happy Because you know The beauty of a smile Such a simple thing But it's also such a complex thing Because When you smile at someone You genuinely smile at someone Chances are That that person is going to smile back at you involuntarily. And even if they don't Choose to smile back at you The smile does more for you Than it does for them Because studies say that when we smile, our bodies produce endorphins and serotonin. And we also decrease the hormones that cause stress and all these other things just by smiling. Which is why I love spending time with babies. Because give a baby a genuine smile and they're just going to smile back at you. And no one, no matter how crazy they are, is not going to smile back at a baby when the baby smiles at them. And so many good chemicals are produced by the body. So many good things come from just that one small thing, which is smiling. So yeah, let me not take too long. Enjoy the rest of your week, and please remember, tomorrow morning, wake up, choose to be happy, smile. Magooms out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Musing with Magooms. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I look forward to engaging with you. Please tweet me or DM your thoughts via Instagram or Twitter, At underscore magooms on all social media, or you can email me at musingwithmagooms at gmail.com. Thank you again to everyone who listened to last week's episode. If you missed it, then please check it out. Lastly, if you enjoyed this week's episode, please subscribe. I promise I'll be super grateful. And if you're feeling super kind, then please leave a review and rate the podcast on the platform you're using. This will help grow the podcast. And hopefully we can have more people listening. When you leave your review, please also leave your social media handle so that I can follow you and we can chat via DMs for future programming suggestions. Have a great week and I look forward to seeing what the next week has in store for us. Magooms out.